Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in. It's another March to Match Day here at 92.9 The Game as we get ready for Atlanta United and the Philadelphia Union on Sunday afternoon. We're all kind of thrown off just a little bit by not having a Saturday 7.30 kick. This one is a Sunday 4.25 kick on Fox, also on Apple TV's MLS Season Pass, also on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. And you can listen to our commentary during the match. On the Apple TV side of things, you can choose the home team radio option if you want to hear Mike Conti and myself for that one. All right, let's get into what happened last time out for Atlanta United. It was not pretty. It was a 4-0 loss at Red Bull Arena. Here's Gonzalo Pineda speaking about reflections of the Red Bulls game and looking ahead to the challenges that the Philadelphia Union present. Yes, I mean, it's two things to me. When we review, I mean, a couple circumstances uh, in the game, early stages, I think we were disrupting them very well, but multiple fouls I think it was two minutes and it was already three four fouls for them and you know that breaks a little bit the rhythm to 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 break up an opponent because you don't have the rhythm to break the first line then the second line and then probably having a chance on goal but fouls 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 this is a theme that uh, affects us a little bit and then after that we were not sharp on the ball enough and and then you know we consider goal in a silly way and a throwing so again things to review the circumstances the state of the games how we consider the four goals some individual mistakes i would say some others more kind of mental breaks where we didn't pay attention to things so those are the things we have to correct but the main part to me is being better on the ball. It's always a solution for us. We cannot go into a game like Red Bulls or Philly and try to play the same style that they do because we're going to fail on that. They're going to be better than us. They have multiple years playing the same style, so they almost uh, perfection that style. So uh, what we have to do is to play better our style. When we have done that, we have done great games against them. So near Red Bulls this year at home, I think we're very good. Last year in their house, we were pretty good even though we lost. Uh, last year here against Philly, we were pretty dominant and we didn't allow even one shot on goal for them. So I think when we play our, our style um, and we do a good, a good job on doing that, we are normally the dominant team on the field. So again, 
uh, we have to be better on the ball, decision making, positioning, rotations, um, occupying the spaces that we want to occupy, a um, couple tactical aspects, you know, that we want to highlight against Philly. And then the last part is just the mental part, the mental side of the game where they're ready to compete. We don't want to play the same style than them, but um, whenever it's a 50-50 ball, whenever it's the duels, whenever it's defending inside the box, we have to do that better. And that's been consistently throughout the season uh, an issue that we have had on defense. And it's, uh, we need to fix that. And I think uh, the response this week has been very good, much, much better. So I hope to see a, very, a, a much better game. Look, you can't get around talking about the Red Bulls' loss without getting into that first goal that was conceded. A throw-in for the Red Bulls in the attacking third. Daniel Edelman gets in behind Andrew Gutman, hits a half volley off of a couple of bounces in the 18, and it's a goal, and that undoes everything in this game. Mistake in the buildup as you're starting to press forward. That leads to the second goal. The final two are deflections. This team has made too many individual mistakes in key moments, and it's something that has become a recurring theme in matches. Here's Gonzalo Pineda speaking about mistakes and responses to mistakes. Well, at the moment, of course, frustrates everyone, right? The players, the coaching staff, everyone is frustrated after the, after that. After you pass that period, you have to reflect, you have to analyze, you have to go into the solutions because you cannot be a coach that only complains about the mistakes, about the mistakes, about the mistakes, and what are you doing to fix it? So whether it's changing formation, changing personnel, doing a little bit different there on the back line, how we can give better tools to, to the team in general to, to be better defensively, more solid, right? Um, so that's our job. That's what we've been working this week, and I hope to see a better response this time. Let's hear from a couple of Atlanta United players who spoke to the media this week. Let's start with central midfielder Amar Sadich. Sadich spoke about the challenges facing a, a four-man midfield. The Red Bulls played it a little more like a box with two holding midfielders, two in front, and they played two up top. Philadelphia has historically played a lot of the 4-4-2 diamond with Jose Martinez sitting behind two midfielders who can flare out wide a little bit from time to time. And then Daniel Gazdag is at the attacking point of the diamond. Now, Philly has played this season more of a 3-4-1-2 or a 3-5-2 at times, but the last couple of matches they've been back to the 4-4-2 diamond, and I think a big reason why is Damian Lowe, who they brought in this season to be that third center back, sometimes rotate in, sometimes play three center backs. He is away on Gold Cup duty along with Andre Blake, both featuring for Jamaica. Atlanta United will be missing Miles Robinson, Jay Fortune, and Derek Etienne to the Gold Cup as well. But let's start with Amar Sadich talking about the challenges and maybe a little bit of the opportunities when facing a four-man midfield. Well, there's advantages and disadvantages. An advantage for us is that that means the, 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 the wide spaces are going to be free. So it's a matter of can our positioning be good enough where we can combine the short to play long and kind of free up those guys that are in the wide channels. Uh, I mean, a disadvantage, yeah, you could say that there's four versus three, but at the same time, if we have our striker dropping in as a, as a false 10, then we, it's a 4v4. 
So uh, it's, it's just a matter of how we can play through the pressure quickly with one or two touch, switch the point of attack, and then break from there. One big factor of Atlanta United's success in 2023 has been the homegrown players who are producing more goals from homegrowns than ever before in Atlanta United's history. Caleb Wiley has played a key role. He's also been away at the U-20 World Cup. Tyler Wolf got his first start of the season. He's one of the leaders in goals. I asked Brooks Lennon, who is a player that I have always noticed goes out of his way to make the young players feel included, uh, whether it's in, you know, training activities like rondos, whether it's, you know, just in conversations as the team's coming out for training, moments in the training session. Brooks Lennon has really taken it upon himself to be one of those leaders in helping young players feel integrated into the group. Here's Brooks Lennon on the young players, what they've added, and what kind of advice that he would give them as they go forward. Yeah, it's very important. I remember being in their shoes when I was a youngster, and um, you know, sometimes you you can go in with a little bit less confidence in yourself than you normally would if you were training at at um, you know in and around a group that of guys that you, that are your age. And now you're training against you know real men, um, and just trying to. You know, let these kids know that they're here for a reason. They've got qualities, um, and you know, just to focus on doing your job. Uh, you know, don't worry about anything else that's happening. You know, around the field, outside the field, um, just trying to focus on doing your role uh, at the best of your ability and keeping your head down and, and working as hard as possible. And you know, that should lead to success. What's the biggest piece of advice that you wish maybe you had gotten when you were in their shoes? Yeah, I think uh, just belief. Believe, believing in yourself, um, you know, no matter who's in front of you or, uh, you know, who's behind you, whatever the situation may be, just believing in yourself and that everyone has their own path. Uh, you know, some guys might progress a little bit quicker than others, um, and some are late bloomers. And you can see guys, some of the guys that have gotten minutes this year and scored, you know, very important goals for us uh, haven't gotten opportunities or might not have um, you know, been exposed to the first team as much, uh, and it's and it's great to see because everyone has their own path, you know. Um, and that's kind of my advice to the youngsters: is just, you know, focus on yourself and and do the best of your ability. Yorgos Yakamaki spoke to the media on Friday as well, and I asked Yorgos who will be going to his first MLS All-Star game in his first MLS season. And a lot of the conversation this week has been revolving around Yakamakis and Almada going to the All-Star game and what that means in the seasons they've had. I asked Yorgos about the surprising challenges that he has faced this season in Major League Soccer playing for Atlanta United. Here's Yorgos Yakamakis. Well, I mean, you can see that Every single game, you every single week, you can lose from everyone, you can win everyone. It's something that I didn't expect. Um, I mean, I knew that it was competitive, but not not that much from one week to the other. You can win uh, the, the, the first of the league, like 3-0, and then you go with, play with the bottom dragon table team, and you can lose 4-0 or whatever. Uh, and that's something we have to find. We have to find the balance in order to to compete in a higher level and to demand more things from ourselves. That unpredictable nature of MLS is 
often celebrated. The the parody around the league is something that I do feel like ultimately is a very good thing. It does create, I think, a different feel for players who come in from other leagues where you do get accustomed to generally now look teams have up and down ups and downs and and sometimes teams are not playing up to the level that you would expect and sometimes clubs you know suffer through whether it's mismanagement or just injuries or bad form or whatever and have bad seasons but players who come to MLS from other leagues in the world generally get used to the flow of a season where you get up for big games against big clubs and you also know that, okay, many times, not every time, but many times when you're facing a team lower in the table, it's going to be a little bit of an easier day at the office. Now, in MLS, that rarely is the case. Does it happen? Of course it happens. You have teams that are good and you have teams that are not good. But in MLS, the gaps between those, and I think some of the other equalizers, whether you're talking salary cap, whether you're talking roster rules, or whether you're talking travel and climate change is and all these different elements, there's so much that goes into MLS. And it's interesting to hear that perspective from Yorgos and just one of the natures of his move to Atlanta and to MLS and what he's dealing with in terms of Look, you can beat anybody and you can lose to anybody. And that creates some unpredictability that also creates maybe being on edge a little bit at times. And it's something that players, I think, always have to adjust to. All right, let's move over to the opposition. Jim Curtin spoke to the Philadelphia media ahead of this one, and he talked about preparations for Atlanta United this week. Here is Philadelphia Union manager Jim Curtin. Um, yeah, I've had a full week uh, to prepare, um, you know, a longer week with the game being on a Sunday on, on national TV, um, which is exciting and, and nice. Um, coming off of a uh, not our best performance against Miami, but still an important three points where we, we scored four goals at home. Uh, again, now um, we've worked on some things defensively uh, as well as in attack, uh, as well as in on restarts. Uh, and now we look forward to uh, uh, what is always a challenging game uh, in Atlanta. Uh, obviously an amazing fan base, uh, usually a packed stadium, uh, one that's really difficult to play in, uh, and, a, and a good opponent. Uh, it starts up the middle with, with trying to take away and limit uh, the touches of, of Amada. Uh, their new striker, Jimakis, is, is a, a true number nine uh, and has been uh, amazing for them in a, a short time. Uh, what maybe gets not lost, but forgotten a little bit with Atlanta is just how well they attack uh, in the wide areas with their outside backs, with Gutman, uh, with Lennon really bombing forward on both sides. Um, they create a lot of chances, and they're one of the, the top goal-scoring team uh, in our league. So uh, they create a lot. Uh, they give you a lot of problems, and uh, we'll have to be uh, on top of our game, nice and compact, organized, and, and look to hit them in the transitions. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. As we get into how this one can play out, I think it's important that Curtin mentioned the wide players for Atlanta United. And it's something we talked about all year long, whether it's Gutman, whether it's Lennon, whether it's Wiley, whether it's Ronald Hernandez, you know, that four, that's your your fullback group when you're playing in a 4-3-3. That's a really strong group. And I think all four are very capable of giving top performances in those positions. Uh, right now with, look, maybe the, the mistake on the throw that Andrew Gutman had in New Jersey against Red Bulls, and also he was beaten for the first goal against NYC. Uh, maybe you see a change, and that's been one of the big question marks this week for Atlanta United. Does that mean Caleb Wiley's a left back? Does that mean Ronald Hernandez is a left back? Does that mean you change the formation, as Gonzalo Pineda alluded to? All of those things are on the table. And I think when you're looking at what can work, you have to consider all the possibilities. You could also keep the status quo and stay in the 4-3-3 with Gutman at left back. So everything is possible in terms of lineup for Atlanta United when you go into this one. And it does create some opportunities for maybe throwing an opponent off if you make a change. Because Jim Curtin's a smart guy. He's going to be considering all of those possibilities. How do you prepare for that? Does he make a change in response to possibilities does he go back to more of a 352 kind of a setup on the road to get a little bit of extra cover in those wide positions wouldn't be a shock they've played it a good bit this season and it wouldn't be a massive shock the question would come from who would that third center back be because you're missing Damian Lowe at the Gold Cup. You do have Brandon Craig, who's a player that I really like, one of their homegrowns, 19 years old. But he hasn't played in MLS this season. He's got six games under his belt in MLS Next Pro with Philadelphia Union too, but no MLS minutes this year. Do you play someone slightly out of position? Could you play a Leon Flock in the back along with a Nathan Harriel? Because keep in mind, Kai Wagner is listed as out for this one with a hamstring injury left at halftime in their 4-1 win over Inter-Miami. 
somebody's got to play left back. It could be Harriel. It could be Flock. It could be Matthew Real. All of those are possible to also have as an additional center back if you want to play a line of five that has a little flexibility to it. That's the the conundrum here, I think, for both managers because whether you're missing Wagner, whether you're missing Lowe, goalkeeper is a goalkeeper like for like with missing Blake. It, it'll be Joe Bendick and goal, you would imagine. Holden Trent is the backup for Philadelphia. He hasn't played in MLS this season. He's in his rookie year at a high point university, five games with Philadelphia Union too. The goalkeeper change is an easy one, but do you want a third center back? Because you're missing your starting left back, do you feel like maybe you need an extra defender if you're the Philadelphia Union also going on the road? Um, we'll see. I- I'm intrigued. Does Atlanta go to a three-center back setup? Is it a true three-center back setup with a Noah Cobb in the starting lineup along with Luis Abram or Juan Parata? Or is it more of a hybrid where we've seen Andrew Gutman play that third center back role? Ronald Hernandez has played that third center back role a little bit, not as much as Gutman. Maybe moving positions for Gutman slightly. It's not a major change. Maybe that helps with some of the mistakes that have been made as of late. There's a lot of things on the table, and I think for two managers in Gonzalo Pineda and Jim Curtin who thoroughly believe in their way of playing – That can be a good and a bad thing because possibilities are good. Options are good. Not knowing what the opponent's going to do in terms of those options, that can sometimes drive you a little crazy. It can sometimes be a distraction, and we'll see how both teams handle it. Uh, Looking at Philadelphia, their lineup last time out, I mentioned Wagner listed as out for this one. He started at left back in the 4-4-2 with Jack Elliott, Jacob Glesnes, two great center backs in, in that group. Um, Olivia Mbaiso was the right back. Diamond midfield was Jose Martinez, Leon Flock, Alejandro Bedoya, Daniel Gazdag, and then two great strikers up top with 16 goals between them, Julian Carranza and Michael Uwa. Had a chance to talk to former Philadelphia Union commentator and current Apple TV commentator who will be on the game on Sunday on Apple, Danny Higginbotham. He knows Philadelphia inside and out. And here is Danny speaking about Philadelphia and what makes them so good right now. I think they have individual quality. I don't think there's any question about that, but I think their greatest strength is their, is their collective. You know, every, every single player knows what's expected of them. They don't carry any players. Um, the defensive side starts with the front three. And when they're all in their rhythm, then they're a very, very difficult team to play against because they don't give you time and space on the ball. And they're one of the fittest teams in MLS as well. So when you add it all together and you have that individual quality, but then it's a collective, I think that's what makes them one of the best teams. You know, they're they're a team that just consistently get better and you've got players that average very very rarely average less than a 7 or 8 out of 10, and that gives them a consistency. Sorry about the quality of our connection. Danny was taking advantage of a week without some travel early on to to get to the beach, and you can't hate Danny for that. Uh, Hopefully the quality is good enough for you for the good content that Danny Higginbotham always brings, one of my favorite commentators around the league. 
I had a chance to, to ask him a couple more questions, and I wanted to talk about two different sections of the spine of the Philadelphia Union. And I started with the attack. The attacking trio of Uwa, Carranza, and Gazdag, so productive this year. 23 goals and 15 assists between those three. Here's Danny Higginbotham's opinions on Gazdag, Carranza, and Uwa, the attacking trio for the Philadelphia Union. I think because they are all very different. So if you if you look at the way that they play with, obviously, Garsdag at the tip of the diamond, then you have Carranza uh, playing in a front two with Ua. You've got Ua who loves to stretch the game. He's the player that loves to get behind, beyond the back four. You've got Carranza that sort of plays this nine and a half role. And then you've got Garsdag that will just float around. So how they make life very difficult is that if you're playing against someone like Ua, you want to give yourself, you know, time and space. You don't want to press too high because if that ball's played over the top and he gets into his stride, it's very difficult to keep up with. So therefore, as a centre-back, you drop deep. But if you drop deep, then Carranza's going to find himself in space. So then if you push high, then you find yourself a little bit more problem. So what they tend to do, because as a defender, a lot of the times, you, your biggest fear is playing against pace and leaving the space in behind you. So you drop naturally. So therefore, all of a sudden, not only are you finding Carranza in space, but you're also finding Garsdark in space as well, in between the opposition midfield and defence. And that's why it works so well. They link up really well, but they never find themselves in close proximity with each other where they're easy to mark. And off the ball side of things, those three will start the press. And the way that they start the press, that enables the rest of the team then to get up the pitch as well. And more often than not, if you see those three players pressing really well from the start, inevitably it's going to be a good performance from Philadelphia Union. Um, you know, so that that's a huge thing for them as a team. Next, we moved to the defensive trio in the middle of the pitch for Philadelphia and started with the defensive midfielder, their number six, Jose Martinez, who was named to the MLS All-Star team, the only Philadelphia Union player who was named and a player who probably should have been named in at least one previous season. Here's Danny on Jose Martinez and the qualities he brings and maybe why he's overlooked at times around the league. Yeah, definitely. And I think a, a lot of the time what, what you'll find is that he Martinez is a player that if you spoke to, I would imagine, most of the Philadelphia Union squad, they would say, you know, who's a key player when you're on the pitch? The majority of the players will probably say Martinez because of what he brings to the game. But I think a lot of the time he's not he's not spoken about by individuals just because of the simple fact of what he does isn't necessarily pleasing on the eye at times. And we know the way that the football is a lot of the time. It's like, what's eye-catching? Um, so I personally think that he's the best defensive midfielder in the whole of MLS. Um, and the reason I say that is because more often than not when Philadelphia Union have been playing with the diamond you play with one defensive midfielder you're not playing with two and we know a lot of teams will play a 4-2-3-1 where you've got two you know one very um defensive minded midfielder and another one that can do a bit of both or you're playing a 4-3-3 where you may have two defensive midfielders and one that goes but you're always going to have either one either two defensive minded midfielders or two and one can do a little bit of both but when you look at philadelphia union they play with one defensive midfielder. So for me, 
he does the role of two players at times. And one of the things that really stands out to me about him and doesn't get mentioned anywhere near enough is his usage of the ball. Especially when Philadelphia Union are playing on the counter-attack, whether it be that first short pass to get the team on the front foot or whether it be the switch from right to left or left to right hand. He's, he's just been an, an outstanding player for, for Philadelphia Union and you know he fits the model and the profile of the way they play perfectly. Last one from Danny Higginbotham on the Philadelphia Union. The two center backs, Jacob Glesnes, Jack Elliott, 19 starts this year for Glesnes, 18 for Elliott, 27 years old Jack Elliott, 29 years old Jacob Glesnes, two players that should have been in the All-Star game, in my opinion, two of the best center backs in the league. And I asked Danny, you know, his thoughts on the duo, but also if they're a perfect fit for this Philadelphia Union team and the way that they play. Yeah, they they are, and it's something that I've thought about for for quite a while now. When you talk about Elliot and Glesnes, you know, sometimes I don't think that they get the credit that that they deserve. And I spent a lot of time thinking, why has that been? And one of the things that really stood out to me is that a lot of the times when when we speak about a centre back being a standout centre back and look at what he does, is one of two things: a He's either covering up his centre-back partner who's making mistake after mistake and he has to be there to put the last-ditch tackle in, or he is so much better than his centre-back partner. But Glesnes and Elliot, because they are consistently good, because they are, you know, very rarely make mistakes, because they're very similar in terms of how good they are as players, it's very difficult for either of them to stand out because when you watch Philadelphia Union, you don't talk about Elliot and Glesnes in terms of making mistakes and things like that. So because they're consistently good, it's just expected. Um, but I think the way that they complement each other, I think one of the big things that I've seen with, with the pair of them over the last season, so in particular at home, is that teams will play against Philadelphia Union at Super Park now and they'll sit back. So it's up to one of the... the the centre-backs to step out with the ball to try and create confusion in the opposition midfield. And that's something that both Glesnes and Elliot do really, really well. So they're not only improving as individuals, but as a partnership, they're, they're improving as well. And, you know, as you've quite rightly said as well, they are two of the best centre-backs in the league. Thank you to Danny Higginbotham for taking some time away from his beach time to chat with me about this one. Thank you to both teams for making media available. Thank you to the Philadelphia Union for making their press conference with Jim Curtin public. Also, thank you to Atlanta United, everyone with the comms team, for making Gonzalo Pineda and Yorgos Yakamakis and Brooks Lennon and Amar Sadich available for questions. So if you're looking forward to this one, Atlanta United and Philadelphia Union feels like a game where you need a big response from Atlanta United after a big loss on the road. That was their first loss in eight. They had been unbeaten in seven. Yes, a bunch of draws in that mix, five of them. But you need to respond to a loss, a 4-0 loss on the road. And you're playing a similar kind of team in Philadelphia, just one who is much higher up the table, one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. We're 
seconds away from winning MLS Cup last season. This is a strong, strong Philadelphia Union team, and it'll be quite the challenge for Atlanta United on Sunday. Five Stripes Countdown starts at 3.30 on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Kickoff is going to be closer to 4.30, about 4.25. The game will be available on Fox 5 here in the Atlanta area, your local Fox affiliate if you're outside of the Atlanta metro. Also, it will be available on Apple TV, the MLS Season Pass service. You can listen to our commentary from 92.9 The Game on Apple TV Choose the home team radio option under your audio options once you're into the game. And usually our commentary starts really right at kickoff or just before. If it doesn't immediately show, try to refresh, go out, come back into it, and it should be there for you. Thanks to everybody for listening to all of our soccer content at 92.9 The Game. Plenty more to come this summer with the U.S. Men's National Team in the Gold Cup. They play tomorrow night after the Atlanta United game. You can watch that on Fox 5 and your local Fox affiliate as well. The U.S. Women's National Team in the World Cup less than a month away now. We'll be covering all of that in detail throughout our platforms here at 92.9 The Game, whether it's on Atlanta Soccer Tonight or on the Off the Woodwork podcast folder, which you can always access on the Odyssey app, but you can also get anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll be back next time. Adios, everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.